All right, guys, what's up? Happy Thursday. David Villa here. What's going on? I sat down in my jacket, like went over the back of my chair. No matter how, I'm like, you know, I'm going to launch this thing off, man. I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm going to come out like the gate, like freaking Seabiscuit. You know what I mean? And, and I went to sit up in my chair. My jacket was like a little over my chair. All right. What's up, guys? Good morning. Good morning. Like, so I, I'm like Seabiscuit's, like, like sea, I came out of the gate a little like Seabiscuit's younger, less athletic brother <laughs> like what's <laughs> up no. so guys good morning are you guys stale, having a great day i'm fired biscuit. up today huh stale biscuit stale, stale biscuit, biscuit. <laughs> old biscuit <laughs> cathead biscuit remember cathead biscuits oh my god you gotta be a little country my grandmother <laughs> i have one side of my family this country the other side is latin like my countryside they call them cathead biscuits and i'm like and they, they they're like just a big lump of like they're freaking good man and they're like a big lump of dough that like balls up and you throw them down and they look like a cat head. Like, you know, the ugly biscuits that are like really good that you can yeah. cut. Heck yeah, boy. Like, you know, you go to like. Uh, I just have never heard them called that. Well, I mean, I didn't invent it. No, I, I think you, you, you should Google that and see if it's actually really a thing. Other if it's than like a my, brand? Other than in my grandma. Somebody made a brand of it called Cathead Biscuit. Cathead Biscuit. Look at that. Dude, you, you Googled it. I, I saw it pop up. Cathead Biscuits. Look at that. The Southern Lady Cooks is the number one recipe. Cathead biscuits. So hey, if you guys were if you guys were tuning in expecting to get some spiritual uh, <laughs> nourishment this morning, hey, hey man, biscuits can be spiritual. That's Yo, right. Biscuits I'm not gonna lie. I've had my grandma. My grandma has we're made, taking communion this morning. <laughs> my grandma has made biscuits that look just like that, and those are the most fire biscuits in the world. Oh mm. yeah, I like those. I like those layery biscuits. You can like peel back those. Oh, uh, dude, they're so good. Oh, you mean like the ones that come in? Just like not all the time. I like country yeah, I'm, biscuits. I'm Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, but I'm with you. Sometimes they're good. Yeah. Oh, man. All righty. Why do we got to talk about food when I'm dieting? <laughs> now I want biscuits and gravy. <clears throat> I just oh, have I protein gravy, protein man. box. I had the one with two eggs in it this morning. What did you guys have for breakfast? I, I like to know if you're listening. You know, there's absolutely no way, um, and possibly if you're listening on any of our channels, you might be <laughs> listening to this at 1 o'clock in the morning or at 4 in the afternoon, and, and you're not even thinking about breakfast. However, if you're watching this live this morning and you are commenting, comment, what did you have for breakfast? And... Um, and we'll just take a little poll there. All right. I commented so, it, but I had a, you know, my, my morning, my morning, uh, shake, my morning smoothie and then a protein shake after I worked out. Nice. Nice. My wonderful breakfast. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So thank you. At least I said nice jacket. All right, guys have a great, great day. I believe I, I'm not, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I just act like I was, in, <laughs> I was have like, a great wrapping up. We no, no, no. Not, already? Let, let me finish, man. Have a great Listen, have a great, great day, but it starts, it starts before we get off this podcast. It starts right now. Absolutely. And you know, somebody texted me this morning and was like, hey man, you know, sorry to text early. I just got it before I got into the podcast, but I was, I had been in my office studying and everything. And you know, it's, it's, here's the deal. It, you, you know, it's not early for me. You, your day, how you start your day, right? I believe is so important. It's so majorly important. And, and so I want to, I want to challenge us to start our day with with having a good day in mind right so but today we're going to talk about our it we've been talking about being specific about our future for the last few days and today specifically we're going to talk about finding and finding our it and unlocking our potential right and um you took me off the screen you were on <laughs> i was switching to the other one to make sure i had the right one pulled up all right thanks man mike <laughs> So it just so if you guys know, I'm like, I'm not like a, uh, I'm not like a genius. So I do have notes in front of me. And then Mike, I don't know if he does it to troll me or what, but he pops the screens off and I'm like right in the middle of the sentence. All right. So I'm just really good at reading notes. So here's the deal. How do we find and unlock our potential? 
right? And uh, at least I wrote it. So this is something that as a leader, and I want to kind of put this out there and maybe get your comments, guys listening too. I've, and, and I've asked myself this many, many times, right? Um, you know, and, and I want to, and, and not only about myself, right? But about those around me. Because as, as a leader, and you know, and let me kind of speak to the leaders this morning or the future leaders, or maybe you're a leader with not many followers, you're not, you're not, a, you know, and, and, but I'm going to tell you that that's going to change because look, here's the deal is God's the promoter and God is the one who will bring those into your life that you, that you're called to impact. And I fully believe that. So I, when I think about finding our, it unlocking our potential, it's something as a leader that I've asked myself, but not only do I ask myself, right. I ask those around me because if I'm, if I'm called the steward you know, or be a part of stewarding the life or pouring into the life of people, then if I get one-on-one, like if I ever had one-on-one with any of you listening, right? And, and you know, from a standpoint of, hey, listen, can I get some advice? Somebody texted me this morning and said, hey, can I, need, I need some advice. When we talk, I'm going to ask questions. And some of those questions, because look, I don't know everything. And, and before you can really impart, I believe, what God's given you, you know, in, in as a leader, you know, you have to be able to ask some questions and those questions have to be able to pull out of that individual, right, information. And, and so as a leader over time, right, as an entrepreneur over time, I've, I've come across many people who were really good workers, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, and that's a great thing, right? They had talent. I mean, they had charisma. I've had some charismatic individuals. And, you know, I've had some intelligent individuals, but they could not reach what they felt was their potential. And that's crazy, right? I mean, and uh, you guys have heard me say this before. If you've listened to me for a period of time, it's in my Leader Be Lunch book too, that talent won't cut it, right? And potential doesn't matter. You got to get up and you got to get dressed and you got to get in the game every single day. So I've been around a lot of people that have had a lot of talent and they've had a lot of charisma. It's like it's like they own a Ferrari but they don't know how to drive it. You know what I mean? And it's a shame because you've got, you know, I've got 617 horsepower sea biscuits under my hood, right? Let me just tell you something. And you know what? If you get in that car, I mean, it's not that you need to be driving fast. I mean, you got to be obey the law, but if you don't if you're not planning on utilizing that, then why get it? And so, you know, I, I want to challenge you today that if you, when you're looking for your it, or if you know what your it is, maybe God's revealed that to you. Maybe you're confident and you're more confident ever than ever. But how, how are you going to unlock your potential? And that is a key that we need to understand because look, as we get out of the gate of the new year, you know, the, the last thing you want to do, what, you don't want to throw this out too, because what passion does passion and a lot of people come out of the gate passionate right we come out of it because we're like okay it's a clean slate it's 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 a new day it's a new year man i've got you know what we could just kind of i can just kind of cut bait with what i was doing and you know if we come out of that that's passion so passion and you can write this down and and you, you can make this a note passion is the fuel for your vision so you have a vision this is the vehicle. Passion is the fuel for it. But the, th- the, the, way to, the quickest way and the fastest way to ride on fumes, which means your passion dwindles, is when you know you're it and you don't know how to unlock it or you don't have a plan on how to unlock it. You know, um, I'm, I'm actually making myself available. I'm going to be doing some small uh, mentoring um, courses 
you know, um, here at the office in, in, in this year. And I'm either called Leader Be Lunch. I'm kind of going to go back in. I've done it. I've probably done it 20 times in my career. That's why I wrote the book on it. But, you know, every once in a while, I just feel kind of led to do it. And it's a small group, maybe 10, you know, 12 people that I'll let into it. And it's really, you know, and what I'll do in, in that is going to be for some special people Then we'll, you know, we're interviewing them and things like that. And they got to want it. And it's free. It's, it's not about money. It's about pouring into. However, it's, you know, there are going to be people in that room. It all, it's never, it never ceases. Some of the greatest leaders that I know today, you know, um, are some of the people that came out of that with the greatest potential, unlocked it, and are doing amazing leadership things today. But the questions that I'm going to put out there are, hey, what are you doing to unlock your potential? So you have talent. Great. You have charisma. So what? You know, you can go to the graveyard, the biggest graveyard, and you go, every, there's, there's more talent and there's more potential and there's more charisma and there's more intelligence in a graveyard than anywhere else. My question is, what, what are you doing with it, right? And do you know what to do with it? Because here, here's the thing, you know, that's a difficult and a challenging task. And that's why people search constantly. What's my purpose? What's my purpose? Why am I here? How do I do this? Am, am I supposed to do it this way, that way? And, um, so it's a challenge, right? And by the way, it's a challenge for me. It's a challenge for you. And so, so I've watched this. And so, so people with charisma, intelligence, talent, right? They have this, but they haven't found their it. And, they were, and, and, and many times, you know, going over the years, you know, we're unable to understand where it is that God wants us to be, where he wants to place us. There's a book that I, I, wrote, I read way back in the beginning of my min, in being in ministry. Um, and it said in, in, the, in the book was bloom, where you are planted, you know, bloom where you're planted and, you know, um, you, you can't bloom where you're planted until you're planted. So in my opinion, finding your it, unlocking your potential, it takes an open heart and an ear for the Lord as well. Listen to this. Okay. So you're going to gave, I went to church every Sunday. I went to church every Wednesday. I mean, I'm my knees hurt. I pray so much, whatever. I'm believing God. I'm in my devotions every day. I get that. I want this. I have asked God. I mean, I believe I've heard from God, right? So it, it does require open heart and ear for the Lord. But listen, as well as a willingness to look inside yourself, this is the one that we miss, as well as the willingness to look inside yourself and acknowledge your strengths and your weaknesses, your shortcomings. That's the hardest part right there. There's been some things that I thought I was going to do, that I thought I should do, that I really wasn't as good, you know, um, at it as as, as I thought. You know, I think uh, there's some things I've started there's some things that we do here that are amazing. There's some things that we do here that are, that are really, really profitable, right? There's things that you've done that, are, that have been great. But then all of a sudden, we get this thing inside of us because it's not a God thing, right? We feel like we have the Midas touch, M-I-D-A-S. You know what that is? Like King Midas, right? Everything I touch turns to gold. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. And so there are things that we're doing in our lives, whether it's in our business, in our family, in our relationships, in our finances. Listen, hear this, that we need to cut out. We need to kill the darlings as it is, as it's said, because there's things that we do that are, and I I really begin thinking about this even this week. There's some things that we need to do away with if they're taking time, but they're not productive. And I don't mean that they're not just making a ton of money, but there, there could be other things that they're accomplishing and they could be touching lives. But I'm saying that if something is ineffective, but it's in your heart, and it's part of you, then you're attached to it. Sometimes we have to kill the darling. Sometimes we have to look at our shortcomings as well and be honest with ourselves, not just our strengths. What do you guys think? I, uh, I definitely agree with you. And it doesn't necessarily apply to always a person. It could just be a habit that you do. It could be something, a, a hobby that you're into. Um, but years ago, 
um, I became really close friends with one of my best friends and another one at my time was another best friend. We were all in the same band together and I turned 21 and we all started kind of just going out drinking. Mm -hmm. You know, we would go after rehearsals. We would go after, you know, Wednesday nights or Saturday nights. We'd kind of go out and drink. And after a few months, I started to notice that, you know, I wasn't myself. You know, I was, and I'm not, listen, I'm not, you know, condoning, or I'm not sitting there saying like, you can't drink or anything like that. Don't take me that way. But what was happening was the habit of going out was causing me to not be the person who I was supposed to be. I was always the person that was early for rehearsals. I was early for everything. I always knew my stuff and I was coming in late. I was coming in tired and that was the reason. And I had to cut it out because it was, it was, it was weighing on one of my, at the time, gifts, one of my it's that I was working on. And you have to be able to recognize that sometimes it doesn't necessarily have to be people you're with. It can just be a habit. It can just be something that you're doing on a daily basis that really is weighing you down. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, and it's a hundred percent. We have to constantly be looking at this and, and, uh, and, and constantly cutting out the fat. And so, so to speak in our, in our lives, I mean, there's strengths and there's weaknesses. I mean, that's more of a, uh, maybe more of a bad habit and some areas and things you were, you had to cut out. And, um, and that, that can apply. Obviously, I think we need to analyze, you know, the things that we do moving into a new year. Um, and what I think what that can do is just, you know, I, a lot of times I think, and, I, and again, I don't want to get on like, you know, uh, substance, things of that nature. But I think a lot of times those are distractions. Things like that can be distractions that maybe numb us. Because look, here's the reality. The reality is this. I, I'm such a big believer in um, in you know, in this, and by the way, I'm getting this, um, information. This is from, um, a, a, a U version devotional I wrote, uh, called motivation, finding your it. Um, we've had probably 75, 80,000 people just alone subscribe to this, but also not only that, I wrote, I wrote a book on it called motivated. Um, do we have any motivated books here? Um, I can go check really quick if you want to give me a second. Yeah, get get a, get about three or four of them, and I'm going to give a couple of those out today as well. There's a bite-sized book that I've wrote on this called Motivate Motivated, and I'll give a couple of those out today as well. Um, but I'm such a big believer in this in this principle that I believe that it all starts and ends with this, meaning it's your purpose. And so what Mike was talking about, you know, uh, him and he kind of got off on, on, you know, substance and things and how that was a distraction to him and it caused him, you know, to, to stop being early. It threw him off his game. See, I, I view that as just some of the distractions. And if it's not a substance, it could be, it could be anything. I mean, it could be, it could be a relationship. It could be, um, TV programs. It could be whatever that you could place there to be, to, to distract you. And here's the reason we all want to distract ourselves. And I don't want to, and I want to make you understand. I believe this much in this principle a purpose of it, of, of why God called us here. We want it so bad that we, that we distract ourselves with other things when we're not finding it, when we're not, when we're not in it. When we're not on it, when we're not doing it, you know, when we don't know what it is and when we're not, we're not, we're frustrated about it. See, I'm thinking, you can't even see, see I'm saying the word it. I think the word it is better. You know, when I wrote uh, the book and, and looked into the word motivate, I mean, there's it, right? Which is, which is purpose, reason, why. I like the word it better than any of them because you can't, when you go, hey, I'm frustrated about it. That's why I'm distracted. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm depressed about it. Um, you know, I, I can't find it. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is. I, I'm tired of it. You know, uh, you know, I, I don't know if that's it, you know what I'm saying? So you can't even, you can't even say these things without placing the word it. So think about that as your it, what's your it? Because the, the things that we do that distract us, I full and wholeheartedly believe that those are to make us forget about the fact that we don't know what it is, that we haven't found it, that we haven't unlocked it. 
that we haven't partnered with the right person to bring it to fruition. I remember while well, Mike's finding that book, I remember that, um, you know, I had a job, you know, I've been, uh, you know, I'm 48 and I had a job when I first got uh, married, I got married in 1993 and uh, we had our first kid. Uh, we, she was pregnant when we got married and, um, um, 17 and we, um, we, uh, we had our first child and then with a year and a half, we had our second child and then we waited a few years for the for our third child. But when we, when I, so I was a young man and I didn't know what to do and I had to make a living. Right. And then I'm talking like early, you know, uh, I was 21 years old. Um, and, um, so I, I remember taking a job with a, a neighbor that I grew up with her father and he was like a, um, like the head of an electrical union, <laughs> So like, he's like, Hey, you know, he's a young man, you know, I've watched you grow up and, you know, he's like, look, you know, I'd like to give you your first job as an apprentice and in an electrical union. And he's like, you know, you could work your way up in five years. You could be a journeyman journeyman <laughs> and you know, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, you know, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what my, I didn't know what my, it was. I was, I was doing, I I'd just come out of a life of drugs and, and drinking. I gotten away from the church. I was just searching for my, it, my purpose, my why. You know, God had, I felt, that I knew that, and, and this is why I be, you know, began to feel the call of God on my life, but, so I'm searching for all this. So I go, I go and I do this. Let <clears throat> me tell you something. I was just trying to make an income, right? And I rarely showed up. I mean, it was, I hated it. I hated it with a passion. And I mean, I, I called in sick. It was, it was part of a union. So uh, I think I might still work there. They can't fire you, you know, pretty much. So, I mean, I rarely showed up, man. Is this that one that's right on the street? Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. Uh, electrical, uh, International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers. Um, and it's cool if you want to do that. I mean, that's it, but it's just not my gig. Right. And I was young, I was needing income, but I rarely showed up and, and I was uninterested in, in what I was doing. So I'm not a lazy person. I mean, I'm, I, I you know, by, 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 uh, contrary, I'm a workaholic if I allow myself to be so, I, but this job wasn't fulfilling to me. And so it did not motivate me. My motive, my it was not there. I had no motive, my, you know, and, um, and I was too immature to understand that I needed to show up anyway during this process so that I can provide, right? So, I mean, I just fought against it. So to, to, to the saying that those who enjoy their work do not work a day in their life, this proves true to me, right? Because when you really find your it, you work, but you don't leave home, you don't leave and go home tired and frustrated. You go home tired and accomplished, and so this was where I was going to be the most, this was not where I was going to be the most effective or helpful, right? The Lord had blessed me with other skills and traits and things that I needed to look at. I needed to analyze. I needed to figure out how to utilize these things and, and tap into it. So, so I'm going to say this and I'm going to let you guys comment. So using your it to make you happy is not selfish. So I mean, I'm going to say that again. If you use your, using your it to make you happy is not selfish. God wants you to be happy. And he wants you to work diligently at what it is that you wish to work at. And what I mean by wish to work at is not like I wish, you know, I were, uh, you know, an astronaut. You know what I mean? No, I didn't, I didn't, you know, do what I needed to do to become one. But if, if, I, if I want to do this, and this is what I feel that God's called me to do, then God's going, God's going to help me and partner with me and, and with the right people, by the way. And he's going to open doors, and that's where the divine connections come in. And he's going to make a way. Amen. It's, it's up to us to choose to do this. I really full heartedly believe this. So it takes some soul searching and critical thinking, but it worked for me. It's worked for many people watching right now. And I believe it'll work for you as well. So let me ask you this question and maybe you guys can comment and as and, and Mike and um, Sam will be back Monday, but what are your skills and how can you apply them to your it? Well, that's a question right there. What are your skills 
And how can you apply them to your it? <clears throat> I mean, I've always been thankful for um, number one. I mean, I kind of grew up with a family that was very supportive of um, just my endeavors in general, just anything that I wanted to. And one of those things that it was kind of frustrating for me growing up was that um, they taught me very quickly that if I commit to something that I have to finish it and whatever it is, it's got to end. Now, if it's physically, you know, harming me or something that Mm -hmm. I can't handle or whatever, that it's like, it's out of my reach to a point where it's not something that it's a mental thing that I just can't overcome. It's more of, I physically cannot do this anymore Mm -hmm. than, and of course they're not going to force me to do something that's going to harm me. Right. But for instance, like I'm not an athlete and I'm just not, it's not my thing. I don't like sports that much. I like watching hockey, but that's about it. Mm -hmm. But I was, you know, I committed to, I stopped playing sports for a while. I focused on music and things. And I said, you know, maybe I want to play baseball again or something. Mm -hmm. And I hated it. I hated it so much. I didn't want to play anymore. I didn't want to spend my Saturdays at a baseball field. I didn't like it. But they said, we paid for this. You committed to a team. You're going to finish it, period. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I played horribly, and I sat on the bench, and I did whatever. But anyway, it's getting off. But the thing that they did support in me was that um, he basically, you know, he allowed me to be myself, and um, he allowed me to, you know, for instance, explore my creativity and say, okay, you obviously aren't someone that wants to look at athleticism and whatever. What else can you look into? Music, Mm -hmm. um, fashion, things that I've found to be more apt to what I liked. And, you know, I liked film. I liked people that were musicians. I liked the style. I liked that. And so that taught me how to create this unique taste to where that would Mm -hmm. apply later on. So I now have my own taste. I have my own thing that I can apply towards, for instance, starting my brand and things like that it's unique because it's something that I've developed and I've grown a skill to seeing things differently than other people do Mm -hmm. so I have that sense of I can make something different I can make something new and something that's going to stand out amongst the rest because that's what I'm good at because that's what I put my time into and that's what my it is I love it. That's a guy, that's a man who knows it. Let's, uh, you know, I want to comment on that. Let's scroll down a little bit. Let's get a couple of comments here. So we have a comment that came in. Uh, I'm good at empowering people, especially women. Scroll up the one above that. Um, and it will be, in your it will be how you help people the most and make the most impact. Uh, let's scroll down and get uh, the next comment. So allow your passion to become your purpose. And one day it will become your profession. Amen. How about this? What is your it? It's a major step in moving into your purpose. Your purpose will be a guiding light in your impact and service to others. You know, gr- great comments and, and all true. And, you know, guys, I think, you know, what it's, it's not, it's not, I don't know if what we are talking about here is supposed to be revelatory. I don't know if it's supposed to be like, whoa, I've never heard that before. But what I do think is, you know, um, you know, a lot of times we need, we, we need, when I've failed, when I've messed up, it's, it's never because I didn't know something new necessarily, right? I mean, if you're going to get into something new and if you're going to, to move into a different role, then you need to study to show yourself approved. Because if you get into something and not know, then obviously that's going to show glaringly. But we're talking about something that maybe you know about, something that you've, you've felt in your life. And so maybe you're good at it. And so it's not it's not the knowledge thing. I really feel like that every time I've ever messed up or have, uh, you know, have really jacked things up, it's when David forgets the basics. So this is designed to really bring us back into a focus on what's important, a foundation, as it would. And, um, you know, what Ez was saying, too, you know, earlier in, in his comment when he mentioned that, you know, I played sports and I even went back into sports, but I, di- I didn't like it. You know, sometimes, and let me kind of throw this out there, because in sports is a, a, a perfect Matter of fact, it's probably the most perfect 
Okay. One of the most, the, the perfect scenario that we probably all, most all have had experience with at some capacity at some time in our life. And the vast majority, listen, here's the deal. So we, if we play sports so that we can join the NFL, the NBA, the major league baseball, you know, major league soccer or whatever, major, you know, in NHL, if we play sports for that reason, then that's the wrong reason. Because the reality is there's a lot of disappointed people. Because 99.9% of every person that joins, you know, youth sports doesn't make it into professional sports. Matter of fact, from youth sports to high school sports, it drops dramatically. From high school to college, it drops dramatically. Even from college, when you got your schooling paid for, which is a great thing, into professional it drops dramatically. And so, so why do we do that? So there's other things that could, could have come out of that as that, you know what, that you hated. And even the, 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 the apprenticeship that I hated, you know what I mean? Like I vehemently, like I'm the only guy that, that, you know, that like, I'm the only guy that became an apprentice and got shocked twice in eight months. Like, I mean, I'm working for an electrical unit and I got shocked. I mean, I'm like, I'm not going to like this and I'm getting electrocuted. You know, are you kidding me? Like, you know, it's not funny. It's funny funny now. I mean, it's funny. I mean, I went to work at Tropicana down in uh, Sarasota and I was working. No joke. They made you work like seven twelves. Like, first of all, we don't even talk like that in business world. Like, Hey, Oh, how long you worked today? I'm working, you know, I'm working all day today. Seven twelves, meaning like seven days a week, 12 hours a day, which means an hour drive down there, an hour home. I'm gone 14 hours. I'm sleeping. I'm getting up and I don't like what I'm doing. And for three months, I was down at Tropicana, right? The orange juice factory. Guess what? It smells like an orange juice peel. So I came home and I smelled like an orange juice, no matter how many, you know, I smell like acid of an orange juice. I mean, it made me want to throw up. My wife was pregnant. She was gagging all the way home at that time because I smelled like an orange rind. So here's the deal. Where am I going with this? <laughs> Point is, is it taught me something, right? It beyond taught me what I didn't want to do, beyond taught me that, hey, everything you're going to do in your life, you're going to hire a handyman to do, you know, beyond those things, it taught me, it taught me that, you know what, process is important. It taught me patience. It taught me to appreciate, you know, uh, and open my eyes to finding out how I can impact the world. And so I'm going to say that the sports were an impact. You know what I mean? They teach you discipline. They teach you teamwork. They teach you, you know, how to, uh, to work hard, you know? And, um, so I, I, you know, just want to, um, yeah, Dana, you love citrus smell, but this is me too. Like me too, like doTERRA citrus smell or like a basket of oranges at Publix. Man, smells really good. You know, um, love it. I'm talking like in a factory where they've grind up oranges all day and it smells like acid of oranges it smells really good one time and then you hate it i love the smell of orange blossoms but when orange blossom season hits in florida after the first day i'm done with it i love it no no i love all of that this is different guys you you know just take a tour go down to tropicana walk up walk up in there and say i want to go back in the back and it's it's just unreal how it gets inside you to where you just basically i woke up in the middle of the night like Ooh, orange, you know, like, <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> anyway, but I love citrus smell too. So I, my, matter of fact, I drink Perrier in the flavor that I love the most is orange or lime lemon, the citrus smell. So, so let's, let's, uh, anyway, so as <clears throat> great, great comment there. Um, let me kind of wrap this up a couple minutes and then we'll go, we'll throw in the, uh, throw in the, uh, the song or whatever we're going to, we're going to end it with, but maybe, you know, you're it. We're going to talk about this tomorrow. Tomorrow's the last day of the week. And then we'll move on to something else next week. But I want to, I want to really hit home tomorrow being specific about your future, right? So maybe, you know, you're it. All right. And so maybe, and this is what we're going to transition into tomorrow as well. Maybe you knew it 
before you ever decided to tune in today. Maybe you knew it before you ever decided to open that company. Maybe you knew it before you ever decided to you know, get into that profession or before you ever started a family or before you ever started writing that blog or before you ever started empowering women. You know, perhaps you are the best artist in the world, right? Who can move others with your talents? Perhaps you are a singer that can like put goosebumps on top of people, right? Perhaps you are an athlete. Perhaps you're a great coach. Perhaps you are a phenomenal entrepreneur, a pioneer, right? Maybe you're an accomplished chef who seeks to provide others with quality food. And then you just look at it as an art and it's, and it's, and it's just, you know, uh, It's just, you know, something that you take pride in. Maybe you find joy in helping others and taking pleasure in various charities and outreach programs. Maybe you're a teacher who takes joy in instructing and assisting others. Whatever your it is, you should pursue it. And that's what I want to talk about tomorrow. When we talk about specifically being specific about our goal, I'm going to talk about the word pursue. I'm going to talk about once you know. So tomorrow we're going to do be specific about your future, part five. Once you know, okay, make sure you get that. Once you know, what do I do now that I know? And we're going to talk about pursuit. We're going to talk about going after it. Come on, you guys got to, we're going to talk about going after it. We're going to talk about how to, how to, how to, how to chase it, right? How to go after it, how to catch it. I'm talking about like how to catch it, like in the Harry Potter, catching the little, the golden snitch, the golden snitch. (laughs) I love that series. <clears throat> I love, I'm like a nerd. I, got, I, I love it too. I got it. Everyone's watching. I got, got, a, tattoo, I got a Harry Potter tattoo on my arm. You know, can't, I, I can't. It. I can't. I can't get into it right now. If we get in this out, so <laughs> <laughs> I started it, so I got to finish it. All right, but I am going to watch the series. All right, so I'm going to go back and watch it again. All right, so here's the deal. Maybe, maybe that's you. We're going to talk about pursuing it, guys. Pursuit is a big deal. Let's read Eddie's uh, comment here. My first job was working for a state or slate company mixing cement. It wasn't my deal. Hey, mine either. All right. <laughs> I needed the experience to guide me to what I wanted to do. Play with Legos on a large scale. House design. You got to check out my uh, live yesterday. We did our live in our bo- in our boiler room, and yep. then they went into my office, as did, and we got that little Friends. You guys see that little Friends TV series, uh, Central Perk Lego? One of my uh, my HR manager here bought it for me, and her and her kids put it together, and they glued it. So, All right, so he wants to play with Legos on a large scale. House design, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. And that leads to... The experience, and thank you, Pierre, building <clears throat> building companies, great. And that leads to co-founding a nonprofit to serve single mothers. Come on, man. So look at this. Go back real quick. So this is how, I like the fact that he he's found chicken salad out of chicken crap. He found, he found purpose out of the process, right? Come on. And you know what? He said, my first job, cement company, <laughs> it wasn't my deal. Needed the experience to guide me to what I wanted to do. And also to let me know what I didn't want to do. Don't forget that. Don't under don't underestimate that. I needed the experience to do that. Then I'm playing with Legos on a large scale, house design. Then I'm going to move me into leading the experience to building a company. Then now co-founding a nonprofit to serve single mothers. Come on. I'm going to tell you something. <clears throat> By the way, once you start, you know, once I started making money and our company started succeeding, and there's a lot of purpose inside of dealing and serving the industries that we serve. I love that, and I love our customers. But however, what is also allowed, and this is this is something to think about, it'll free you up when you begin to attach yourself to something that's that's going to bring in money and it's going to do well. It'll free you up to chase your purpose as well, because a lot of times the nonprofit and serving single moms is going to cost you something. So Eddie is at a place where he can pour into that. So. 
Awesome, awesome stuff. Hey, let's give away these books and then uh, we'll do the song after. Or yeah. Do the song first. Go ahead. So song of the day today, it got me riled up after my workout. Uh, I was listening to it and I was shouting in my car. I had to put my windows up because I was shouting. It's uh, Good Grace from Hillsong. Uh, if you haven't ever heard it, it's an amazing, amazing song. Definitely, there's something about the woes in the chorus when you just sing them out. There's something kind of freeing about it. And Dave's holding go up ahead, the motivated books. Ahead, no, no, I'm good. That's, talk, that's it. Talk. That's it. I'm just holding the books up so you can see it. Who wants these books? <clears throat> who wants the books, baby? Who wants the books? First four people to say, I do. Get them. First, comment, four, comment. first four. Besides you guys. First four. First four. Motivated. From inspiration to influence. It's the uh, another edition in our bite-sized book series. These are easy reads. As you can see, like I'm holding four of them up. I want one. Okay, so Elisa gets one. And for, first four. I hope we have four people commenting. <laughs> well, remember, there's like a 20-second delay from when we talk to when I they know. actually I'm just, hear it. I'm so, I mean, even with the delay, I'm hoping we have. All right, Dana here we go. In. Me, please. Dana gets one. All right. Motivated from inspiration to influence. I promise you, you can read this book in 10 minutes, probably 15 minutes, if you if you don't put it down. Eddie gets one. Come on, baby. And then one more, one more. Who's who else is listening? Somebody, somebody that there's people listening that we get. Uh, Kevin. Kevin Campbell. Kevin Campbell. All right, there you go. Let's get it. I don't know where this business card was in there. All right, cool. <laughs> hey guys, have a great, great day. We'll see you Friday. This is going to be an amazing Thursday. Get ready. Here we go. Ooh, we are.